Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Empowered Finance Podcast. It's your host, Sid Misra, Certified Financial Planner. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 4, What is My Number? Episode 4 is focusing on figuring out how much you need to retire and to live uh, live comfortably. A lot of people think that they need uh, a certain amount of money. They hear their friends talk about it. They read, you know, Dave Ramsey's blogs and, you know, all of the the things that he puts out there, the Susie Ormans of the world. And you need $5 million. You need $10 million. You need 20 times your salary. And there's a lot of like rules of thumb there, but it's all just so general um, and not specific. And At the end of the day, if you're really trying to figure out what your number is, again, what is the number that's going to allow you to live the life that you want to in retirement? It can't just be a general thing, kind of a cookie cutter calculation that you're doing based on uh, someone that you've never met, right? They they wrote about it and, and it's kind of just general for everyone. You need to figure it out for yourself. You need to figure it out specific to your situation and what, and what you're trying to accomplish, right? You have to figure out what you're working towards. I mean, it gives you a, a sort of target to hit um, and, and things to shoot for, right? Without having your number, you're not going to, to understand, you know, where you need to go, the work that you need to, to do, um, and you're not going to take into account different factors that you will need to. Um, and we'll go over that in this I think the easiest way, you know, for me, because I, I love to travel so much, I always think about when I get onto an, uh, an airplane, you know, the flight plan that the pilots have come up with, right? That flight plan that puts the destination there and you you figured out, you know, the heading that you're going to, the speed, what direction it is, um, you know, what the terrain is like and the elevation, all those things that are important that a pilot has to know before they take off and go somewhere. You're not just flying blind and kind of pointing yourself in one direction. You have a defined destination, right? It gives you something to work towards. And so when we think about our retirement, we have to think about it the same way, right? You have to have that end point in mind. What what are you looking to accomplish? How do you want your life to be? Otherwise, you know, you're just saving and investing randomly. You're not really being intentional with it. You don't have a purpose for it. You're not prioritizing different things. Um, And it's going to be very hard to track. You're not going to know if you're on the right track, if you're doing the things that you need to. Um, And so again, you know, the the cookie cutter advice doesn't work. Hopefully this podcast sheds some light on the factors and the things that you need to take into consideration. This by no means is going to be how you figure out your number, but it's going to give you things to consider and think about that maybe you weren't thinking about before. Um, and so again, you know, the, it has to be based on your context. So the, the biggest question is, what does your ideal retirement look like? I, I think a lot of people have not sat down and figured that out. Um, obviously, for people my age, I'm in my 30s, but more of the pre-retirees, 45 plus, 50 plus, you know, 10 to 15 years left before they retire from their jobs. What do you, what does retirement look like to you? Does it, 
you know, what does it entail? Activities and, and leisure, things like that, entertainment, travel, right? Again, as I mentioned before, my family likes to travel. So for me, that would be a big thing, right? Putting money aside to go do these trips and to visit different countries. Um, you know, is it spending time with your family? Are, are you moving closer to be with family, right? Where you retire and where you end up living um, ha- plays a big part in that. So, you know, what matters to you? What do you want to do? And what do you want to accomplish? Th- that's going to be the baseline of, of, of kind of what what you're figuring out when it comes to your number. Um, that's the stuff that you want to do. Then obviously there are the things that you have to do. You have to plan for and take care of the necessities, you know, housing, right. And going back to that, that question about, you know, where are you going to live? Um, the, the cost of living and how expensive things are is, is going to be a big factor in what your number is and, and how you make it last. You don't want to run out, um, food and, you know, all the bills that you would need to pay. You're going to have a car. You're going to be living in a city where there's public transportation. Um, and so that that is going to be taken into consideration, right? Uh, living in this area, we're in New Jersey right now. I mean, it has such a high cost of living. If you were to retire somewhere like North Carolina or South Carolina, you know, you don't have to worry about those things, uh, the high cost of living, but you'll probably have to have a car. Um, you know, you'll have to factor in the cost of housing and, and, and all of that stuff there. So those are kind of the on the surface that people also realize, right? They figure out what they want and then they figure out kind of the necessity stuff. But a lot of people forget some of the other factors that go into your number. It's not just about where you live and, you know, what you want to do. One of the other factors uh, that most people don't, don't think about is longevity. And with you know, the advancements, advancements in modern medicine, people taking care of themselves better. It's, it's not crazy anymore that someone's living to 100 years old, right? People are living a lot longer um, and they have to plan for that. I mean, there's, I think the Social Security Administration said that a third of today's 65-year-olds are going to live till age 90. And then one seventh uh, will, one in seven, excuse me, will, will live um, 95 years or longer. That's crazy, right? That's that's a long time to be retired. If you're retiring at 65 years old and you're living until 90, that's a 25-year retirement that you have to have enough money for, you have to plan for, right? A 20 to 30-year retirement is, is not something that is a surprise anymore. It's not unreasonable to think that um, you would live that long. And so you have to plan for that. Again, you don't want to be in your 70s and 80s running out of money trying to f- scramble to figure out, you know, how do I how do I take care of myself and survive? And so factoring in, in longevity is huge, right? Um, even not just for an individual, but for couples, there's a statistic out there that said about 70% uh, of couples, at least one, one of those uh, members of the couple will live until age 90 years old, right? So it's not just about you. It's about your spouse. If you passed away, you know, how are you taking care of them? And so longevity has to be in consideration as well. The other other factor that people are just forgetting about is inflation. I mean, the cost of everything is going up, right? Housing, um, the the groceries that we buy, gas. I mean, every everything is going up. It's getting more expensive and inflation is that general rise 
um, and uh, the, the the rise in the general cost of living over time. And, and that's just going to erode your purchasing power, right? If, if you need, you know, if it costs you, let's say, $10 instead of $5 for something, right? It's, it's more money. You need more money at the end of the day to make sure it lasts. So how do you factor in inflation? How do you, um, you know, take into those, take those costs into account, right? What most people do is they're, you know, not putting their money to work. They're keeping it on the sidelines, losing out to inflation. Inflation for most goods and services is around two to two and a half percent. I mean, think about like the bank, the, the savings accounts in your banks, even the high yield ones are not 2%, right? So if you if you have a high yield savings account that's getting you 1%, which is probably a lot in today's interest rate environment, that's still losing out to inflation. You're still losing money by keeping your money on the sideline. And so you have to put it to work. You have to consider that. You have to take inflation into account. Otherwise, you know, the purchasing power of your nest egg has gone down and you're going to run out of money a lot faster. Uh, the, the third thing is taxes, right? I mean, there's so many, um, you know, the third thing is taxes. It, it's, it's inevitable. You can't escape taxes. Um, you know, most people don't plan for taxes. Most people don't include that in their uh, um, calculation for their number, right? And so you get to a number, but you're taking money out. That money is probably taxable. If you've put your money in your 401k, all of it is taxable. Um, if you if you have non-retirement accounts, there's going to be gains there. There's there's portions of that that's taxable. And so how are you factoring that into your number? What are you doing to include taxes in there? Um, you're going to get taxed, like I said, on your IRAs and 401ks. Did you know that your social security benefits are subject to taxes as well up to, uh, you know, above a certain amount? Um, and then, you know, for for people who have 401ks, but don't really need the income, maybe they have income from other sources, there are those things called required minimum distributions, where the government says in your retirement account that you have not paid taxes on in decades, right? We've given you uh, a benefit when you put money in, you, you, you lowered your taxable income, you saved some money there, but the government's going to require you at age 72 to start taking money out so they can tax you on that. How does that affect your number? How does that affect um, you know, the withdrawals that you're taking out and, and how you're managing your taxes, right? Some of that stuff you, you just can't help. And so you have to include that. You have to factor that in. Are there different ways to manage taxes? Um, can you possibly convert some of your retirement accounts into Roth IRAs, let's say, as an example, um, so that it's tax-free, right? These are strategies and things that you have to consider, but taxes have to be uh, a huge consideration when you're when you're figuring out your number. When you get to that number, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? And in twenty years, when you retire, or ten years when you retire, what does that number look like with inflation? And then what does that number look like grossed up, meaning the before tax number, so that when you take money out and pay taxes on it, you get your hundred thousand a year that you need or whatever that number is, right? So you start with a number and then they lower it because of taxes or the taxes come out. What is that gross amount that you need? And then the last one I think that, mo that most people forget about is healthcare costs. Uh, it's healthcare is very expensive in this country. Um, and, and it's, it's getting tougher and tougher to pay for it. 
I mentioned earlier, you know, inflation for regular goods and services around two and two to two and a half percent. Inflation for healthcare costs is closer to five percent. So double that or more than double that in certain situations. Um, it is such a huge factor that can eat into your nest egg that can really, really prevent you from uh, maintaining that nest egg and, and the funding that you would need. Uh, one of one of the uh, places that I was looking is a Center for Retirement Research at Boston College. And they were saying that the average retiree will need about $4,300 per year to pay for future healthcare costs. And that's out-of-pocket costs, right? That's not what Medicare is going to cover for you. So when you turn 65, you get on Medicare, but it doesn't cover everything, right? So retirees have to factor in the the other costs that Medicare doesn't cover, out-of-pocket costs, dental, vision, long-term care. And long-term care is a big one, right? Um, when we talk about long-term care, we talk about these daily functions of living. So being able to bathe yourself and feed yourself, clean yourself. Um, if you can't do those things, you will need help. And what we normally see is, you know, families trying to help as much as possible. But at a certain point, it gets to be very expensive and these, and these pre-retirees have to start dipping into their nest egg. And so these are costs that can be, you know, extremely high. Uh, a private facility, I was just talking uh, with my dad about this, a private uh, facility, like a private room, long-term care uh, with, with a nurse and everything is is up to $100,000 a year, even more in some cases, depending on where you are. So you can see that, you know, that is something that people need, but if you can't afford it, it's going to be very difficult to get that um, that kind of care. And it's very easy to start dipping into your retirement savings to pay for that stuff. And, you know, eventually, I mean, it, it, it's not for, it's not, infinite, right? I mean, it, it's going to run out. And so we have to take these healthcare costs into, into factor as well. So again, it's longevity. People are living longer. Um, inflation, the costs of everything are going up, but we need to make sure that we can uh, make, you know, keep that purchasing power that we have, maintain our purchasing power and be able to buy the things that we need. We have to account for taxes, right? You get taxed on, on basically everything. I mean, social security benefits will be subject to taxes, um, you know, your, your retirement accounts, they're fully taxable. Um, RMDs are going to be a, a huge issue as well. And then healthcare costs. I mean, it just, as you get older, it costs more money because, you know, you are older and then just in healthcare inflation with that as well, makes it, makes it very difficult to pay for those costs. Um, and you know, the, the problem is most people drastically underestimate what they need. I remember a few years ago, there was a really, really good commercial. I think it was ING or Prudential. And it had like a bunch of people in a field and they asked them, you know, the average Joe and Jane, um, you know, how much do you think you need for retirement? And they wrote down a number and the person running it gave them kind of this, um, this ribbon like on a spool and told them, okay, based on your number, there's a, there's a certain amount of uh, uh, ribbon here take it out as far as you can and see if it will last you. Um, and, and basically everyone was very, very short of what they actually needed. Right. And so people drastically underestimate what they need and it can be very, very um, disastrous for your retirement. If you, if you're underestimating that, you know, it's very, it's very easy to run out of money in your eighties and then try to figure out what you're going to do there. 
And so that's why figuring out your numbers is so important and doing it the right way, factoring in longevity, taxes, inflation, and healthcare costs. Because, you know, if you don't know where you're supposed to be heading, you the chances of you being successful are going to be very slim, right? It's it's difficult enough figuring out your number and then trying to act on that and, and get there. But if you don't really know where you're going, I mean, it's almost impossible. And so what happens if you don't know your number? Uh, there's two main things that that we see, right? The first one is you get a false sense of security. You kind of underestimate what you actually need. Like I mentioned in that commercial, you think that you have enough or you think that you have a handle on what your number is. When in reality, you know, those two things are very, very uh, uh, different and, and you're not on the same page with those things. And so, again, it's very easy to run out of money and end up having to go back to work in your later years. And, and the second thing is, too, funnily enough, is a lack of confidence in your retirement. If you haven't defined where you need to go, you don't know if you're on track. And some people actually are. Um, they do a great job of saving and investing but because they don't have a handle on their number, they haven't defined it, they haven't done the exercise of putting all that stuff out there, you know, they're still in the mindset of, oh, I don't think I have enough. I don't think I have enough. And they keep putting money aside when in reality, they actually have enough. You know, retirement is, is supposed to be a time where you enjoy your time there, right? You don't want to spend it worrying. I mean, you worked all these years, these decades to put yourself in a position to do what you want. It would be a real shame to do all that work and, you know, not enjoy your retirement and not feel confident in what you're doing because you haven't taken the step to define what that looks like, right? What is that number? Um, and so those are two of the biggest things that I see. If you don't know your number, I mean, those those can really affect you. It's the overconfidence or the underconfidence, the lack of confidence um, in your situation. And that can really, really affect your retirement. So, you know, again, what is your number, right? We're trying to figure out what you need every month, every year to live your ideal life in retirement. What is that monthly or yearly number? How do we, you know, uh, uh, look at it, uh, you know, 10, 15 years down the line when I am in retirement and factor in longevity, inflation, taxes, and healthcare costs? Because if I haven't done that, it's going to be very, very difficult to secure my retirement and to be confident in that, right? Confident in my ability to take care of myself and my family. So, uh, you know, figure out your number. If you don't know, if you have questions, if you're not confident in that stuff, you have to ask for help. You know, be humble enough to ask for help, find an expert and, and figure that out because you only get one shot at retirement, right? You want to do it right. The worst case scenario is you don't do anything and you know, you end up having to go back to work and, and figuring something out. So get it right the first time, figure out what your number is and, uh, and go from there. Uh, thank you again for tuning in to episode four of the Empowered Finance podcast, figuring out what your number is. Um, I will be doing the follow up to this, right? When you figure out your number, you have to figure out how to get there, right? So the first step is what is my number? The second step is how do I get there? And so um, not next episode. Next episode is episode five. Episode six, I'll be talking about how to get to your number. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining me and uh, take care. Thanks. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, 
a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Content in this material is for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual.